are now listening to Hint of Lemon. Hey, welcome to Hint of Lemon. So today, I'm going to keep saying this, special guest. So I've known this guy since we were in, let's just say a youth group, a religious youth group. (laughs) Yep. And so this guy is definitely one of those people that, just to put it in a nutshell, he grinds so hard that 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 grind is just infectious. And he wants the best for himself, obviously, but obviously he, he wants the best for other people as well. And just having that push and seeing him succeed and in his own career in life is just very inspiring. And so I'd like to introduce you guys to Anthony or Tone. <laughs> Welcome, bro. Thanks, thanks man. I uh, appreciate it, man. It's, it's an honor to be, uh, be on here with you and uh, talk to you about life. Just life, guess, man. No, um, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. So funny story. It's Tone... Uh, listen to a couple of my episodes already and that's what i'm saying like i feel like we connect at a different level because it's like he's had those kinds of talks that we do have on here so it's just it's it's only natural for me to gravitate towards inviting you so again appreciate you being on this thing dude oh yeah i was excited from the moment you asked me so for sure a couple days ago but you know uh, (laughs) i was so excited i had to clear the schedule out man he moves quick man that's what i'm telling you guys (laughs) shit so is there any social media that you want to plug? Uh, you know, I got my personal one, hmm. um, Tone Toner, um, you know, <laughs> but my the business one is yeah. uh, Maestro Athletics. That's the big one. So go go follow, uh, like, comment, buy, buy some stuff. Man. Yeah, go ahead and spell that out <laughs> just in case people. It's uh, M-A-E-S-T-R-O-A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-S, uh, Maestro Athletics. Perfect. And yeah, if you need any apparel, basketball apparel fan, or if you're a fan of basketball, especially, that's the place for to be. Sure. So definitely check that out. Watch out for what we got coming in the next couple of months, uh, especially if you're from uh, Seattle. It's gonna be, We're going to have some pretty big drops that I think people are going to like and try and stay more closer to home than there you go. do all these LA, LA Warriors, <laughs> Bay Area stuff. So. I mean, just kind of going off of that, what are some of the um, the themes that you've gone off so far? To start, it was kind of like trying to do our first drop was some shorts that we did, uh, some some sweat shorts that we did, and then uh, we did some slides, and then we followed. What did we follow that one up with? And then the next year, it's it's been a slow build up, and then yeah. the, like, last year we did some Sonic shorts. <clears throat> That's when I really started to ramp it up and doing more basketball apparel. So. Yeah. It was like a bunch of Sonic stuff we did uh, last year, shorts, sweatsuits, uh, and then some other shorts. I'm a big shorts guy, so you yeah. know, I always <laughs> focus on focus on that. Yeah. I did some shorts that were in honor of my alma mater. Mm. But yeah, I mean, it's really been basketball themed yeah. for the most part. But yeah, we're just slowly starting to just ramp things up and uh, you know, hopefully do some big things in 2021. Yeah, for sure. You've definitely, I think you've definitely are getting your name out there, especially because uh, funny story, like I remember hitting you up through text. I was like, yo, did you know your ads are like on Instagram? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, dude, I pay for that shit. I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> my bad. so yeah, I mean, yeah. this guy's going full force. So no, yeah, big shout yeah. out to that. Fuck. Yeah. You know, once the organic, you know, runs out, the organic yeah. marketing runs out. You yeah. Know, it's like, ah. 
I got to do something a little different. No, so. for sure. <laughs> like I said, I appreciate you going full force with that because uh, I definitely don't see like some of the other people that we know like going hard like that, especially. So it's just a little taste of what's to come, really. So yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. <laughs> no, but um, how's everything? How's the pandemic going? I know we talked about it before, but I, I noticed you uh, you got into running for a bit, right? Yeah. Um... Man, you know, honestly, I think it's it's a it's a big blessing in disguise. Mm. Um, the way that I see it, at least with how the pandemic hit, I just feel like, especially for myself and uh, just people like around me, I can tell like you know people were starting to burn out. And I feel like the pandemic, you know, as much as it sucks to go through, and you know how many people have been uh, affected by it. Like I almost felt like it was a big wake up call for for people to just you know take the time to slow down and just you know reevaluate where they are in their lives you know so you know it's been it's been a crazy night what nine months now i don't even pay attention but no yeah you're right though it's basically a big reset button if you think about it yeah Yeah. but nine months or so yeah yeah i mean it was crazy because for me we were playing in the state championship yeah uh saturday night the saturday before and we lose, so you know it was a you know it was kind of you know you had that sour taste in your mouth after winning it the <laughs> yeah. year before. Yeah, you know we go back to uh, you know our head coach's house, and he was basically telling us that there's a possibility the school was going to close, like they're going to close down schools. And I was yeah. like, what? No way! Like that's not going to happen. It's, yeah, here we are. Monday hits, and then I think it was Monday or Tuesday. It is Monday when yeah. the governor, governor Inslee came out and then made the announcement, and that yeah. just kind of turned you know every everybody's lives upside down you know with, with <laughs> school you know, I know. You, know yeah. you know when they close schools down this is a big thing you know? yeah you know and, and i think that once all that other stuff started happening it was like what do we do now you know so yeah. it was it was it's definitely life altering but like i said the, you know the first couple of weeks you know i think everybody was feeling that kind of like what do we do? Yeah. Watch a bunch of shows and whatnot. And, um, it's like, oh, I got time to like just chill and whatnot, but you can only yeah, do that yeah. for so long. Yeah. 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 You know, exactly. And it was kind of like for me, I, I was in that same rut of just watching shows and literally probably drinking every night. Yeah. <laughs> and then I remember um, Jen, my, my partner, was like turning to me one day. I was like, you know, you know, the universe's way of trying to tell us that, you know, like we need to figure out how to make it heal. Mm. You know, because you hear all these things about the the world with with global warming and all that, how much longer the world's going to be around and whatnot, and all this stuff yeah. going on in the world. And I mean, shoot, even with everything going on with George Floyd, yeah, um, you know, and all that stuff happening, like Super in the middle of it, it was yeah, like, just a yeah, it's, it's, it's nuts what was going on. So you know, it's definitely one of those things where I think just as individuals, we just needed that time to just slow down and kind of reflect uh where we were you know especially where we are now yeah. um you know, we're we've probably done the most growing in the past nine months and hopefully um, yeah that's what yeah. i'm hoping yeah yeah man i mean it's been it's been a blessing to me it's been a, a huge blessing in disguise yeah um with everything you know with, with what's gone down the past nine months so yeah and that's a big thing for both of us too like I mean, it's a little sappy, but we're both able to really look at, you know, grass is greener on the other side kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, as grim, again, as grim as this year is, just being able to switch it over and be like, hey, look, like I still have this. My family's healthy, thankfully. And, you know, mm-hmm. finances are there and whatnot. But, you know, it, it, it is a muscle that we've both, I think, 
have been able to not necessarily master, but like just being able to practice, especially during a pandemic, like that shit's huge. If you think about yeah. it. Oh yeah, for sure. So kind of going back to, uh, do you remember when we first met? I don't think we've met officially unless you think otherwise, but Man, uh, um, cause you know, yeah, I met I, you when I was like 13, 14. So it's not loud. And we're a little different in age. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely remember meeting you at, um, the youth group, uh, yeah. camp. Yeah. I remember I, the thing is I remember I remember who you were. Yeah. I just had never met you. Yeah. So I remember I saw your name and all that. Yeah. And I don't I can't even remember when we really met, but I think why I knew of you more was cuz my cousin Ray. Oh yeah. Used to always talk about you and say like how you were hella funny but you were <laughs> super quiet. Yeah, I was that but quiet like if, kid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but if like if, you know you you were comfortable around right. your people, you know people you're around like yeah. you were hella cool. So <laughs> I mean, and then the thing is that, you know, it's, it's the truth. Cause I mean, you know, <laughs> we've had some crazy conversations and, you know, stuff that like, yeah. I mean, from what, what the outside perspective of who you are, yeah. who you are when you first meet you is definitely different. No, for sure. We get to know you, you know what I mean? So <laughs> you have any funny or memorable moments that you can think of with both of us? I'll share mine with you for you, especially. <sighs> Man. Cause you think it was a big group was a big time when like we would see a lot of each other um obviously yeah. our relationship has kind of been different since then because we do see each other like in passing i would say so yeah it's hard to pinpoint just one now for sure yeah because i feel like there were times where you know like granted we met in the youth group but we used yeah. to talk about or you know we have some inside jokes that were pretty uh bastos i guess you could say <laughs> Yo, that's, <laughs> that's where we gravitate word. towards each other <laughs> <laughs> yeah and my probably, favorite I'm jokes sure, yeah i'm pretty sure that was probably how we like like initially started talking probably yeah something inappropriate <laughs> in the middle of like someone saying a prayer or something and, <laughs> and then we we're just like trying not, not to laugh but i, I would want I, I mean i feel like that's what it was, always was of course and, yeah you know those those are pretty cool moments yeah um yeah oh, man it's hard to just pick one no yeah well kind of hopping off that idea for me like you're definitely one of the clowns in a good way like in the group and you're <laughs> definitely like one of the older ones too like you're definitely everyone's big brother and i think that's kind of why i gravitated towards you initially and then on top of that like you're the basketball star like oh. uh <laughs> like this is the asian jordan everybody like oh, number no. 23 right here <laughs> and it's not even just like the fact that you're good at basketball like that's that's a given but it's more of like the mentality that you had had behind it and like how you carried yourself i think that's where i really gravitated towards you especially as a younger friend at the time it's like this guy know i feel like he knows things that i want to know and i feel like i was just hungry at that time especially looking for you know role models in my life and in a way i mean this is just kind of hopping into uh like how our relationship is as friends like you weren't necessarily like th my official role model you just kind of stepped into that role and i was like oh shit this guy knows more than you know i thought and like i said i gravitated towards that and you've definitely given a piece of you know how you view life and i've, I've definitely carried that into my own personal life a really quick funny moment of tone especially is uh just how you and your cousins would always do the the signature bye 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 song <laughs> <laughs> um, so what they do is that every youth group and then also family party, basically any, any event possible <laughs> when they're all there, they always play, uh, in sync's bye, bye, bye. And they know the choreo like to heart. Oh man. And, uh, 
it's definitely not as funny as it's compared to seeing it in person but that shit is classic for sure <laughs> and i'm sure you guys did that not too long ago especially like it still lives right it still, still lives yeah. uh Man, the last time we did it was at my cousin's wedding. Probably last year. I mean, let's be honest here. Shit. Man, I'm hey, I'm I'm real, man. I'm a huge NSYNC fan. Yeah. No lie. I don't care what anybody NSYNC says. NSYNC over Backstreet Boys? I'm with it. Yeah. I'm with oh, it. Yeah. JT, JT's my guy, man. I've been to every concert since, you know, he's going solo. So. so just to embarrass you there just a little bit. I mean, just so uh, that you got a taste. Um so going towards the reason why I did invite Tone here today is, um, I mean, just to reiterate, he's always been a big brother. Most importantly, he's been one of my mentors. And that's not even only talking about mentoring me as a basketball coach, because I remember you used to help me a lot when I got into coaching youth basketball. He's always been big on just staying true to yourself. And I saw that as he... Part of it was seeing from a distance, but part of it was also talking with you. And I was able to see you grow, you know, starting from a basketball player all the way to becoming a real estate agent to a coach of a very successful basketball team, a high school basketball team. And then what now is a maestro for his athletic apparel. So tell me how that all started, because I feel like something happened when you were younger that kind of maybe sculpted you in a way to really go after what you wanted in life. So if you can take me back to when you're younger, like how would you describe yourself? If I, you know, if I go back, you know, I think, you know, from at least the first two podcasts that I've heard sure. and listened to and talking to you and knowing you, like, you know, I grew up with the, you know, the strong Philippine background, Sure, you know, lived with uh, my grandparents and all that. So we were heavily influenced to, you know, be disciplined and, you know, act right and yeah. when you're out and about, you know, and I, and on top of that, like my parents were, <clears throat> they're pretty strict as well. And yeah. so, you know, growing up, their biggest thing for us was just finish school, do well in school. Yeah. And that was about it. Yeah. Anything else was just secondary, yeah. you know, but for me, I honestly had no interest in school whatsoever. Yeah. And so, you know, um, growing up, it was kind of like, you know, you're, you're trying to find what you, what interests you, what makes you tick. And for some reason, like around third grade, it was basketball that mm. just like tick, ticked for me, made me just mm. like, man, like, I want to play. Yeah. I want to do this. I want to do that. You know what I mean? So, well, what do you do? How do you start? You know, because I mean, honestly, when I first picked up a basketball and I think just like everyone else, like I was straight trash. Yeah. You know, like where no, do you yeah. start? You know what I mean? Like yeah. my parents didn't put me in no camps, no nothing. Yeah. And my, my, you know, we didn't come from like means or anything. So it was kind of right. like, you know, if we wanted to go do camps or something, or if we wanted like toys or, you know, stuff like that was extracurricular. Like, right. you know, it was kind of like they had to like put the extra effort in, you know what I mean? Right. So, you know, that's why for like me, it was just like everything outside of school was literally extracurricular. Yeah. And so it was, it was just at home and that was about it. So around third grade, parents let me play basketball and was not athletic whatsoever. Had no idea what I was doing, yeah. trying to mimic what I saw on TV or whatever. That's and, the uh, thing, though. Like you had the love for the game. Like, and I'm sure like, I, I don't think I had the love. No, oh, initially, huh. it wasn't until. So there's there was a key. Mo there was a key moment that really made me like, man, I, I want to really play. Sure. And then it was my dad. Um, he was mm. playing in like this, uh, in the, um, this men's league, Filipino men's league. And yeah. the funny thing was growing up, I always heard stories about like, oh, your dad's really good and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. And like at the time, like my dad was overweight, 
yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he was, you know, just as all Filipino dads do, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, drink with their with their, their yeah. homies on the weekends or whatever so that's all i saw so yeah. i never knew like is he really that good or whatever we didn't like have a hoop in our house or anything like that at the time so it was like huh. okay it was just stories and it's all stories that I, I heard growing up yeah i remember um vividly like i don't know what it was but then he just started like running every day huh. and i was like okay that's weird whatever <laughs> yeah he didn't think of it as anything like because he he never did it you right. know and then uh all of a sudden he was like, Hey, I'm playing in this basketball league. Do you want to come watch me? And, um, you know, we're sitting there and, uh, it was funny. Cause I was like, you know, all right, if he scores like six points or whatever, like, cool, whatever. You know what I mean? Like if, if he looks like he actually yeah. get up and down the He's floor, eye, if he cool, scores a, whatever, a couple, yeah, you know, yeah. 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 So, you know, I'm like, I'd look, turn to my brother and I'm like, Hey, like let's count and see how many points he scores. Yeah. Within the first man, I want to say it was like, it was quick. Mm. you know we're sitting there and all of a sudden he's at like 10 points Damn. like the first like and, and i'm not telling you like 10 as in like he gets the ball boom scores yeah, yeah, yeah. like right one right after that like he scored like 12 straight on his own and i'm like Damn. the hell okay and then like <laughs> we're still counting throughout the whole game and kid you not at the end of the game he had like 36 damn and so okay. like me and christian look at each other like damn he's pretty legit like okay <laughs> so then we started coming every sunday with him like so that became kind of like the routine of me and my brother going and watching him play yeah and uh yeah then like at the end of the season they end up winning the championship and uh he ends up getting every damn award you can get like <laughs> season mvp scoring champ or whatever yeah. best defense i was like damn like what the hell like like there's a picture. If you go on my mice on the Maestro site, yeah. I, I did a blog about it, and then uh, there's a picture. And my dad and Christian have like six, eight trophies or whatever. Damn. And I was like, damn. So like from that point on, that was kind of like, okay, I just had like my third grade season. I was I sucked. Right. So I was like, how do I become like my dad? And so that was kind of like the turning point for me mm. was watching my dad and and the thing was like he never really pushed me to hoop or anything like that yeah. so you know when he saw like i had an interest in it he was kind of like, okay let's go put him in camps or whatever um and then that summer was kind of cool so my aunt she um worked at, with the stanford athletic department mm. so they sent me to the stanford camp oh for, nice yeah what yeah the... for that that summer so we were we would go to california every summer to go visit my my family down there and one summer my parents were like we're, you know you're gonna go stay in um you're gonna stay there for a month with my older cousin my two older cousins first time i'd ever gone by myself yeah to you know on a trip or whatever so i was like okay so like the first week was like we're there just kind of getting situated and the next week i was going to camp and it was all day camp so like i was there just hooping from like kid you not like eight to six every day yeah so it was cool like that camp was cool it was like the first time i'd ever gone to a camp but like my team was like the we were like the second best team or something. Mm. We made it all the way to the championship and then we lost. But then like for me, like the just the experience was great. And then that whole summer was like, you know, I'm the the youngest and all my cousins, because we got in a hoop, my uncle bought us bought a hoop for their their driveway. Yeah. They don't have like, you know, like we're literally like just young guys and their kids are all older. So it was just the summer of just like hooping over, you know, all day, <laughs> every day. And just getting my ass kicked by my my older cousins, and it was fun, man. And, this is you know, still third grade, though. Fuck. So, yeah. Oh going my god. Okay. So, going into fourth grade. Yeah, so it was just back to back. Yeah, it was just back to back exposure. It sounded like. Yeah, and then I get back home, and then my parents put me in the the Sonics camp. Ah. So then okay. I played a week at the Sonics camp, and then you know from there it was like, all right, cool. Like I think I I think uh, you know 
I think I'm a little bit better. And yeah. I remember going into fourth grade and, you know, playing CYO and, yeah. but then, you know, the next summer was the same of just like going to camps and uh, doing the same, you know, doing it all again and just like, just working on my game. And then I think that was a summer, like we had finally gotten a hoop in our backyard. So like, then it was just like, okay, I'm just going to hoop every opportunity I get. Yeah. And so that's what was kind of like the, the base, I guess you can say, sure. what, like pushed me. I mean, that's a of- strong foundation if you think about it, because it's like one, it's personal because, you know, you saw your dad doing it and he was doing pretty well. And on yeah. top of that, it's like the fact that he didn't force you. I mean, I think that speaks volumes, especially because it's like one, he had expectations for you, you know, as a as a student. But as a person, it's like he kind of let you figure that out yourself, which I think is great because it's like, hey, look how I'm enjoying this. And, you know, that's that was his life at the time, especially. And it's like, man, look, I'm succeeding. But it's like, would you like that, too? Like, in a way, it was kind of like, hey, yeah. my sons are here. Like, I'm a flex on them and like drop, <laughs> drop 50 casually. Oh, yeah. But oh, at the yeah. same time, like, I'm sure that made him proud, too, because it's like, man, my son found something that he loves and I didn't have to force it on him, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was cool. It was cool because, you know, I know like my, my brother, my brother is actually the super athletic one between the mm. two of us. And he just picks it. He picks anything up and he's just good at it. Yeah. You know, I remember he had that same those same opportunities, but he's like, yeah, I don't really like basketball that much. But like he would go play and it'd be like he would just go dominate. So it'd yeah, be like, yeah. man, like what what the hell, Chris? Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> you scumbag, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> like let me let let that rub off on me or something. Man. Like, shit. No, but kind of, like going off of that, like especially like <clears throat> did you have any mentors at that time, especially that kind of made you I wouldn't say necessarily catapult, but like really dive deeper into basketball. Cause like, how do you keep that going at that age, especially onto like high school and, you know, college and all that? Cause you balled a lot from what I saw. And, uh, I mean, this is a side story or a side comment, but like, I think it's really awesome and humbling that like that story of you and your dad, like seeing your dad dominate. Cause, uh, I mean, from my perspective, like I saw you dominate. Cause I remember I'd see you like have pictures from, I don't know, like some rec leagues, Filipino leagues. You were usually top player of the game. I'm not really just saying that just to, you know, just kiss your ass or anything, but like <laughs> you were definitely one of those players. If you haven't realized that, like I, I, I try, I try to humble myself, but I know like, no, nah, let I me flex, let me flex for you one time. <laughs> like, that's what I'm going to do right now. Like, no, nah, let's not downplay it really quick because you were always that player. You know what I mean? I'm and I'm, lie. I was I was always chasing to be the player of the game. So you yeah, know, that's, what was, that's what it was about for no, me. No, but that that hunger comes from somewhere. Like obviously, your dad was a big part of that. Can you maybe dive deep and maybe think of someone else, or you know? Uh, I would definitely say my cousin John, hmm. uh, my Kuya John. Yeah, Kuya John. Yeah, KJ. You know, everyone <laughs> knows him by. But uh, you know, like I said back in the like he lives like down the street from me. There were times where I just walked to his house. And we would just hoop, just looking up to him because, yeah. and, you know, just seeing how competitive he was. He was pretty much like my, he was like my role model. Yeah. Uh, someone that, you know, I tried to be like, you know, I just thought he was hella cool. Like, you yeah. know, him, my, my, my Chris, you know, I looked up to those guys big time. So, you know, and I think it's kind of like it, it, everything they were into, I was into. Sure. So, you know, when it came to hoop, it was like, he was just naturally good at it too. And he just would tell me stuff that he would do. Like he'd be out, you know, if he wanted to play, but the, the ground was like leafy or whatever, he would literally sweep the, the leaves off for an hour just yeah. so they could play for like 30 minutes or yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know? But 
you know, he was always like, you know, I was just trying to always just make my game better. But the thing was, he never played on the team. Mm. He was literally just like a street ball, late night type of guy. And he would just go and dominate. Like, I remember seeing him one time, like, leave the house and he was in some boots to go hoop, like some Tim's. (laughs) But he would go hoop and, like, give people buckets. And so I was just like, damn. And so, you know, and so growing up, like, I think from, like, fifth grade on, he doesn't know it, but... I would like strategically try and play him to see how uh, I like kind of matched up with him. Yeah, he always yeah. asked because he was like yeah. four years older or four or five years older. He was way more athletic than I was. Yeah. He, shoot, he could do everything better. But to me, it was like, all right, this is who I'm kind of chasing. Right. You know? And the funny thing is, I, I, he, if he listens to this, it's the first time to ever hear it. But <laughs> he was the dude like I was always kind of like, okay, this is the guy like I want to compete against. Because yeah. we used to play, you know, I, I played on the AAU team. Uh, from like sixth grade on and yeah. you know i played like top kids in 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 this in, in our grade or whatever right. and to me it was like they're all right but you know i felt like my cousin was just filthy yeah and so you know kind of latching on to him and i think my big leap was like in eighth grade going into my freshman year of high school uh-huh. um was when i really started taking it seriously right and it was like the big leagues and you know so it was kind of like i took that summer real serious and he was kind of the one to really push me and like literally, that was like one of those we one of those summers where it was just like we just hoop yeah. every day. Yeah. And when I say every day, like this dude was at my house, <laughs> like when he woke up and he was leaving my house like two a.m. and we were just like literally talking about basketball yeah. and, and you know and I think that that's the first time like I really just talked like life with somebody you know and experiences mm-hmm. and all that and dealing with um, females and all that was the first time you know ever having those conversations because you know. As, as Filipino kids, I don't know if you ever got to talk, but I know for sh- damn sure I never got it from oh, my no. parents. So, no, no. <laughs> so you know, you seek that somewhere else. And he was always that dude for me. And, uh, you know, he always was, he was never against anybody. He was always competing against himself. And I would see him just, just sit there and shoot free throws for hours yeah. if he could. And just trying to perfect like his shot or whatever. And He'd miss one after he made like 20 in a row and he'd be pissed. Yeah. And so I think for me, that kind of rubbed off on me with like, you know, the more time you put into your craft, you know, like the better you're going to get at it, you know, the more easier it gets. So I think that was something that rubbed off on me for sure. Um, Because I remember going in that summer into my ninth grade, I sucked at going left. And I remember reading an article in Slam, how Tracy McGrady spent like the whole summer just playing with his left hand. Yeah. I think that was a summer like for some I think it was I can't remember but he became like the number one player in the country hmm. playing with his left hand only yeah yeah not even his, his strong <laughs> arm but then so yeah. like I remember telling my cousin like hey this whole summer I'm just gonna go left and he was like, all right cool like that's what we're gonna work on that's what I'm gonna push you to do yeah so then yeah I got to a point where like I went into like my freshman year and I could only drive left <laughs> <laughs> so I kinda, was like kind of worked, but... <laughs> worked against you in a way that's yeah. kind of ironic yeah. No, so, but um, I mean, in respect to Cleo uh, John, like, I think it's great how you were able to kind of try out different things with him. And he kind of led you through that. But most especially like having basketball as, I guess, the activity, but like, in a way, like, he was able to pass on, you know, knowledge and be a mentor to you through basketball. Because, you know, I mean, us being guys, like, I've never sat with somebody and been like, hey, teach me about life. You know, yeah. it's usually like, I love how you gave that example because I can relate like basketball was the activity to do, but like shit, we'd be, we'd be just shooting around, but I'd be like, yo, this chick doesn't like me that way or something like that. And no, like that shit's real. Like it's, 
it was so therapeutic in a way because I'm sure you've had hard conversations while playing basketball and just kicking yeah, it yeah. where it's it, it just kind of aired out your thoughts and there's a lot of conversations and advices that you kind of take to today I would I would say yeah no for sure I think I relate everything to basketball and I think basketball has given me some of the greatest not only experiences but relationships mm. that I have today and you know i owe a lot to just basketball in general you know sure. and it might it might sound corny and people might have no, heard it before but know, no. like for me it's like i i love the game of of basketball so much that it's just like it's it's crazy the things that i've done to just stay in it yeah um, and just yeah. be a part of you know just be around it and you know but like i said like i, I wouldn't trade it for the world you know yeah. like the experiences the places i've been you know the people i've met the relationships i had from it you know yeah. some of my best friends you know like I, I i met playing basketball or we were on the same team at one point or played each other yeah and became really good friends you know and so i think that you know it really is something where we're out there hooping or whatever but it's more of like the camaraderie because no no one ever remembers who wins and who loses. Sure, you know it's it's the that camaraderie you get, that fellowship you have with just being with your guys, doing something that you all you know are in love with and and you know just love to do. Yeah. So you know I think it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful game and yeah. you know, whoever else just thinks it's a game, you know they can kiss my ass. And yeah, come talk it's no for real though. It's <laughs> it's definitely more than that. You know what I mean? Like you you really nailed it on the head there. Like it. It was part of your life. Like, that's what it really came down to. Like, the camaraderie, I mean, I can speak on behalf of that. Like, just having guys around you, not only do they have your back on the court, but, like, that's what that's on life, too. You know what I mean? And then also the lessons that were learned on the court. Like, you bring that into real life and all that stuff. So kind of jumping into another question that um, I have is, since we are talking about basketball, what are some defining moments that kind of came to you maybe through high school or later in life that made you think like, you know, this is something that I want to do? Because I do, rem like I said, like I do remember you going full force of basketball and I guess we weren't really too close at the time, uh, especially like as I got older, like I wasn't really sure what your um, aspirations were. Um, so if you can kind of touch base on that. and Man, that's a good question. Like it, for me, high school basketball was, it was, it was, it wasn't the greatest experience, especially at O'Day. Yeah. Um, as much as I loved O'Day, my basketball career was cut very short there. Yeah. Just because, it, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, when you go to O'Day, you're, you're kind of walking into how to, how to better explain it. But I mean, you, there's a standard, you know what I mean? And there's history um, there. Yeah. 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 And I was yeah. walking into probably one of the, the best players to ever come out of O'Day. Sure. Mitch. Uh, you know, who's, who's one of the, uh, you know, who, who's had a great high school career and the college career and now is, you know, in the pros coaching, but, you know, and then you had a bunch of other guys who were just phenomenal players. And it was kind of like, you know, for me, it was like, I always thought I was good, but I didn't realize how good I was until I got to O'Day. And I think that was like kind of the extra push that I needed from like my dad or somebody else who had been in the situation because <clears throat> it was kind of like I was thought I was doing all that I could. Yeah. But I wasn't. And so, you know, it was like I wasn't at the standard of where I should have been. So, you know, for me, it was like, well, I'm not playing. So like, fuck it, I'm done. Yeah. And that's kind of like what cut my career short there. And, and it was crazy because like for me, I think the biggest things I got from basketball was sitting there and watching them practice mm. because it was like damn like okay if i just would have done this stuff in the off season they're basically telling you what you need to do yeah and i, I just kind of missed the mark and it was kind of like in my own head I, I had that well i'm better than both like you know 
false uh, narrative I was telling myself. And I was like, right. no, you're, you're not playing for a reason. So, you know, and I, so I think that was a big turning point in my life. And then I think like when I just started playing in men's league, I was like, you know what? If I'm going to start playing in these, I'm not going to be no bum or whatever. So sure. I was going to go all out. So that's kind of like where I put the extra effort to like practice and work on my game yeah. and not realizing like, you know, I was doing it for a reason where these guys like were just playing like on the weekends because it was their thing to do. So I right. think that's how I always stood out. And that kind of gave me that, uh, you know, that confidence to be like, all right, like I'm not bad. You know, let's see what else I can do. And, you know, I actually went out and tried out for uh, the Shoreline Community College team. Yeah. And um, what happened? I came and then the coach just kind of like wrote me off and I played in an open gym and I did really well. But I mean, you know, when you're in college, it's kind of a different situation where it's not like you're just, you're just not just walking on and, you know, trying out or whatever. They don't know who you are. So yeah. it was kind of, all right, whatever. So, you know, I just stuck to just playing in men's leagues and whatnot and just keep working on my game, even though like I had no intent of doing anything with it. Right. So, it, you know, it was kind of like for me, when I think back to all those, you know, PBL games or leagues or whatever, championships or whatever, like it was cool. You know, it kept me in shape. Yeah. Like. I miss it. I miss just playing basketball. Right. You know, I could say that, you know, from that time from when I was at O'Day till like 2011-ish, mm -hmm. like there was no real like desire for me to like do something to really push myself. You know what I mean? And would you say, I mean, kind of hopping off of that, would you say there was a, maybe not necessarily a specific moment, but... Was there something that really rubbed you the wrong way and made you kind of think like, maybe I shouldn't go this route, not necessarily career wise, but even like passion wise. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up. So, you know, like I said, basketball was something that always was something I always turned to. Right. And like, you know, just to kind of like, if I was going through anything or if I needed like healing or whatever, like, you know, it was that thing that was like, like you said, it's there is real therapeutic. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um, I went through a, uh, a really bad breakup. Yeah. No, I think I remember what you're talking about. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I really went through a really bad breakup and, um, you know, I'll be very, uh, transparent. Like I sure. was unfaithful to my partner. Sure. But the, the crazy thing was, I, I, I don't know, like when I think back to it now, like it was, it was, it was definitely dumb, but like yeah. the things I did afterwards were even stupider because it was like, I was almost playing like I was the victim. You know, like I was, and I, and the thing is, like I didn't show anybody that, but yeah. I just played these things in my head of just, you know, you're a terrible person or whatever. How could you use somebody? And, you know, I think that at the end of the day, like it was hard for me to let go of that situation because I think a big part of it was like pride for one. Right. Um, like my feelings were just hurt or whatever. Sure. And like, it's kind of like, you know, in the, then it was like, you didn't really, it wasn't really your choice to break up, you right. know? And, <clears throat> you know, it was like, you got dumped. And I guess that's like how I dealt with heartbreak of just, at the time was just like, well, shit, like, all right, well, you have two options. You can either move on or, you know, let this kind of define you and, and, uh, and, uh, just, be in the dumps and well that's a, I, that's fun sorry just to interject like that's a funny thing that you said that like like a way to find yourself like do you feel like you were kind of challenged as a person there like maybe not necessarily to the point where it's like who am i but it's more of like what do i stand for at this point in my life because 
this is uh you said like high school college age or college yeah like, yeah I think, yeah and I, uh, you know people change at that age especially because it's you know there's a lot of life transitions happening there so would you say it was more of like a challenging time for kind of figuring out like what you wanted and you know who you were as a person it, w- it was definitely a big slap in the face to me at the time sure. because not only was you know that like a key it was a key moment that happened in my life at yeah. the same time like i was you know, I was working a job that I'd been at forever. Yeah. And then at the same time, like I was still in the midst of like, what do I want to do with college and all that? Sure. And then on top of that, that happened. And so like, it was like, I went through a, a, a really bad, a really, I, I want to say a really bad span of time where just making like bad choices. Sure. Like from, you know, for like a good two years, it's just like, just feeling sorry for myself. You know, thinking like that was gonna make thing, things better. Or, sure. You know, like if I if I suffered, maybe they like maybe she would see and and forgive me or whatever. You know, but it was like no, you know, you you just fucked up. Yeah. So it was kind of like you know, <clears throat> and so you know, like I just turned twenty one, and um, man, like I was going out all the time, kicking yeah. it or whatever, just drinking and you know, like drowning my sorrows in that way. So it was it was it it, it sucked because I felt like it was definitely a turning point because. When, once I, that span of like six, seven months, like I hit a wall of like, okay, you can only do this for so long. Right. Like, what do you want to do now? Right. You know? And so this is what kind of changed my perspective of like, well, you know, like you can't really play, like you're not really playing basketball at a high level anymore. You know, it is what it is. Like you kind of like plateaued in that sense of like com- competitiveness or whatever. So yeah. it was like, what was the next step? So I was like, man, let me just try and figure it out. And I remember one day I was at school and I opened the paper and there was a new coach coming in to uh, SCC. Simi was coming in and he just taken over. And then, um, you know, that was kind of like, well, let me see if I could try out again. Yeah. I was like, all right. So like I got on and ended up working out with the guys and getting, getting real like close to them or whatever. And then uh, getting to know the coaching staff and all that. But then like I got promoted um, as assistant manager at my job. So I was like, yeah. all right, well, I can't do the summer stuff. So, you know, I just stopped showing up. And then once the school year started back up, I had remembered reading something in the paper where um, this this coach was a, um, he was a student coach uh, for Dean Smith out in North Carolina. And so I was like, oh man, okay, maybe he can teach me a thing or two. So I reached out and I was like, hey, I want to learn, you know, I kind of want to get into this and see what it's like. So, you know, I met with him and he, he was like, yeah, like, if you want to do it and help out, like, love to have you on. Um, don't know what we're getting into because came in late. And so, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you're not going to be able to get paid or anything like that. Yeah. But, you know, like just being here is going to be a good experience for you. And that was my first taste of just coaching in general. Mm. And um, I just caught the bug after that. Like, yeah. I love being it was like being a. Like just being around the team and being a part of that was like, I felt like I was, it kind of made me whole again, you know? And and it was that sense of like, I wasn't playing, but just being, you know, a part of something that had to do with something I loved was what is what really kind of turned me around, you know, that year sucked. We didn't win a single game, but you know, we came back the next year and then we ended up winning, you know, we ended up recruiting some great guys to come play for us. Um, And then we ended up going from literally, last to first you know that's in that that one season so and i learned so much just from that alone 
then that, that guy left. And so he kind of told me to like, you know, go venture out and, and um, you know, find my own way coaching wise or whatever, kind of right. get you know more experience or whatever. And then, you know, like come, then he's like, come back. But then he ended up leaving that year and our whole staff left that season. And so I ended up at Juanita High School, um, coaching there for two years. Fuck, I didn't realize like how many teams you jumped from, which is really <laughs> awesome because it's like, you know, I just kind of see where you are now, which is another thing too. Like I don't realize how many different situations you were in, which kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy, man. When I look back at it, yeah. I, it was so long. It's been over ten years since I've been at a shoreline. Yeah. And then even with that Juanita team, like that first group was kind of crazy because or that group I had, I had them for two years, but they went from a team that from like sixth grade to six, no, from fifth grade to seventh grade, uh-huh. they didn't win a single game. Yeah. yeah. And then I got them in eighth grade. And then like, I just kind of like started mimicking what I learned at Shoreline and how, <laughs> how coach at uh, coach Estes was because he was kind of a, he was, he was like a, a Bobby Knight. Where he was just uh, okay. crazy. Oh, gee, yeah, uh, yeah, man. Like I, I can't tell you how many uh, clip, you know, those, those, the, the whiteboards he broke. <laughs> man, I had water, water thrown at me. Like it was nuts, man. But it was, it was, it was fun. So I just kind of, and, and the thing was like, it's kind of like you have to find your own personality as well, mm. because kids can see through it. You know, of course, if you're yeah. really a hard ass or not. Yeah. And so I was kind of having like something we call like false bravado. And like just kind of like trying to be a hard ass, but I wasn't. Yeah. But yeah, so they ended up winning their first game, uh, like five, six games into that season, and it was pretty. It was pretty cool. And you know, like my staff was cool. Um, I hired on uh Pat, and then my manager at the time, JP, because yeah. they were they were pretty two of the pretty, you know guys that I was like, okay, like they know their stuff. So yeah, you know, and, and it helped to have those guys around. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. Like. I think the two years I had them, it was it was crazy seeing them go from like they were they the expectation of them was not to win, and them going to high school. Like I remember the coach, the the varsity coach was like, "I don't think I'm gonna take any of them." Yeah. To like five of them competitively playing their sophomore their sophomore year or whatever. Yeah. So that was kind of cool seeing that and kind of going with them along with the pro- you know, along with the process. But yeah, after that second year though, I was like, man, I can't, I just couldn't do Juanita, so I bounced. Yeah. <laughs> So how has being a coach kind of changed your perspective on, I guess, your outlook on life too? Because I'm sure it's different being a player, but as a coach, it's like you're balancing, like you're taking consideration of how it is being a player, but also, uh, you know, how that affects your outlook on life. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really yeah, know if that... Oh, yeah. Uh, no, it makes sense. Uh, it's, it's weird because I think those first four years coaching – they don't amount to anything compared to what I've learned the past six years I've been at O'Day. Because uh, I think if I would have stayed with Coach Estes and went along with him, I would have learned a lot more. Sure. Um, like coaching at O'Day is just a totally different beast. But on top of that, it's it's the what we build um, and what we kind of like expect our guys to be like. And that goes back to even back in the day when I was playing there. Like, you know, this was like the standard of how we played. This is what we did. You know, it was like, this is how we were. This is just O'Day, but that's O'Day basketball, you know? And I think that it rubbed off me with life because, you know, everything that we do behind scenes in practice, you know, like you can practice everything till you're, you're blue in the face. But if you don't do it with intent, like you're not going to be able to execute it when it matters the most. 
And I think that that's something that I take away with like, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's about repetition, you know, and I think that carries over in anyone's life. Like, you know, the more times you do something, the better you are at perfecting it, you right. know, and not even perfecting it, but just being good at it. Um, that's one thing I take away from coaching is just the reps you put in, but the intent you put behind it is, you know, it, it carries over more when you're doing it with a purpose, you know, compared to just kind of half-assing going through a drill and then, you know, it doesn't assimilate to anything. So, yeah. So, I mean, as a coach, it's one of those things that I always look out for is like, are you doing something with a purpose and not just kind of going through the motions? And I think that that's anything in life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, are we doing things with a purpose and not just, hey, 6 a.m., let's go, you know, and yeah. just go into that, that you know, day to, the monotonous day-to-day -day stuff, right. you know. Just um, going through the motions, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but it is cool that, one, you're able to live it, and two, that you kind of saw it go full circle, you know, as a player, but most especially, it sounds like, as a coach, it's changed you a lot as a person, you know, your outlook on life, uh, how to approach different things and whatnot. So one thing that I do have a question about is um it's really humbling to hear your your background on you know your your journey until you know college and kind of somewhat overlapping where you are now but it's very humbling to hear how your lesson or the theme that I'm kind of getting at is uh just being able to build and what you always push that I've I, I said this earlier before but the fact that you kind of promote others to invest in themselves and not half-ass things, just kind of go full force and build towards a bigger, a bigger mission, really what it comes down to. And it sounds like you're able to learn that through coaching different staff, different schools and whatnot. But most importantly, just being able to transfer that into life is huge. And I'm curious how you kind of taken that and kind of gotten to where you are now, because I see, I really do see that in what you're building now. If you can kind of tell me more about like the beginning of, of Maestro, because I feel like your intent definitely started with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, wait, can, can you ask the question again? Yeah, because <laughs> it seems like the foundation of, yeah, what, what I was going to say was like, like what kind of inspired you to build Maestro ultimately? Like, did you have it with the foundation of building towards a bigger purpose? Because it seems like, especially now, it seems like Maestro is more than just athletics, which is awesome. Because I, personally, I agree, but it's also kind of showing everybody else that. Because I guess your business model, how I see it, it's more than basketball. It's about inspiring other people and kind of bringing them within your world. And then share, basically sharing the glory in, in a way. I get, So I guess for me, you know, I tell her back to basketball. I was always willing to do whatever it took to take things off of other people's plates, mm -hmm. um, you know, whether, and, and the thing with, for me is like, I was always willing to learn. And so like, I think that how I always start with like my foundation is like, I don't ever, like, I don't ever speak up at first. I kind of just watch and see what happens. Yeah. And so then it's kind of like, I take certain pieces and, you know, I kind of go from there. So I think for me, it's like, if I can get the machine to run the right way and, make it efficient as possible for everyone around me, then everybody's winning, you know, sure. like, you know, like, like I said, that first year at Shoreline and I could go back to Shoreline because like, literally I was like, I want to say I was in the trenches of like a student. I was more like a student manager yeah. because I took that on because I wanted to learn every piece of like what it took to be great as yeah. a, yeah. 
in any position. You broke it down at that point. Like you needed that if you think about it. Yeah. So for me, it was like, you know, we're at a, a, a shitty community college program, but our guy, our, our coach is trying to make it like call, you know, D one level as much as he could. So for me, it was like, all right, well, how do we do that? So it's when the players walk right through the door, like I would literally after practice, you know, I'd wash their Jersey or whatever. And then literally just like putting their jerseys back on hangers and putting it at their, their locker. So the next day they came in like, Oh shit, like this is kind of cool. Instead of like the bags just in the, on the middle of the yeah. middle of the, of the room, yeah. just grab your shit and go. Yeah. <clears throat> like I went the extra mile, you know? And then on top of that, it was like, okay, from that standpoint of like management, right. Of, of a team manager, then it went from that to, okay, now what do I got to do as an assistant coach to prepare these guys for, you know, the, the next game or whatever, which meant I was watching video, you know, and, and kind of scouting who we were playing. They went from that kind of breakdown into that. And then like, it, I wasn't asked upon me, but I did it because right. I was like, I, I want to learn, you know, yeah. and they, they didn't really show me how to do it. I was like, okay, let me just watch and see because what they're taking and what we're breaking down is what we're going to do. So, okay, let me just watch video and see what it, what it is. So doing that and then, you know, getting in just to the logistics part of just like talking to different coaches and, you know, just kind of like there was like something we called film exchange where, you know, we would trade tapes of like, oh, you played this team, but we don't have tape of this team. Can right. you give it to us? There was that. And then there was the recruiting part. So for me, I've always been that kind of person where I've always wanted to learn from the ground up. And so, and it's like, I wanted to perfect, not perfect, but just sure. be really well versed in yeah, whatever. Just being exposed to that is already big. Yeah. So like if, if the coach told me to get on the floor and, 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 you know, like wipe up the sweat or whatever, right. I was going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was just that dude. Yeah. And I was like, if this is going to make shit go and be more efficient and yeah. You know, I'm going to do whatever it takes for us to be a winning program, you know. And so that was always my intent. And even when I go to O'Day, like even to O'Day now, it's that same mindset of like, mm. how can I make us better? You know, what can I do to help out? And like shit, like, man, like I was fucking coaching, you know, one year I was the freshman coach, but I would stay for freshman JV and varsity practice yeah, and just grind, yeah. you know. And just basically just like, I want to learn. This is what I want to do. Like, I want to learn the ins and outs and everything and how like the, a program runs, you know? And I think that it translates over to Maestro because the big thing with Maestro that was different was like, my whole intent with it was like, I want to still just be around basketball. So if one day I just like decide I don't want to coach anymore, I'm still somewhat tied in it. I'm still doing something that I love, you know, and talking to people who, you know, have the same interests as I do. Mm. And so that's where it really stemmed from. Um, and so with this, it was different because I had no idea what I was doing. So, you know, my partner, Jen, she's opened a bunch of businesses and she kind of knows like what to do. And so like, I kind of like latched onto her and like, okay, what are we, like, how do we do this? What do we do to start? And it was, again, just starting from that ground floor and kind of building. So Maestro was really started like six years ago. But we didn't really start producing stuff till two years ago. Yeah. And it just took some time and some, do I really want to do this? Do I really not want to do this? Um, Because here's a story like I don't think anyone knows. I graduated from SPU. um, You know, I went into coaching. And then, uh, oh, I guess the big part that I wanted to touch on was like, you know, that big, that big all life alterating situation I went through. Sure. Like if that didn't happen, I would have never got into coaching. Coaching kind of led me to go see like what it took to really go play 
and and coach at the at the next level so that's why for me like i ended up going to play in the philippines for a little bit to right. try out for some teams because i wanted to get that under my my belt you know yeah. like i could say like oh i went and played professionally yeah i know what it takes you know because i didn't have the college experience but at the same time when i got back from the philippines i went back to finish and get my degree because if you want to coach college basketball, you have to have your degree. So my intent was to go back to school, was all to go work, you know, in the NBA or in college, you know, so that was my big goal. <clears throat> well, when I came out of college, I had met uh, Jen and she kind of came up with this idea of like, you know, you should really start something where it's just focused around basketball. Yeah. And so... I graduated in June of 2014, and then we, I quit my job, dropped it, and I started working on Maestro. And at first, I don't know if you know this, or I don't know if I've told you this, Maestro was originally supposed to be, originally supposed to be a protective gear brand. Yeah, I think you mentioned for, it once. Yeah, for, yeah, for, for um, <clears throat> we were going to pitch it to the PBA to be the exclusive uh, supplier yeah. of, of that. So we end up like going to, so yeah, so we spent, and we spent the next two months trying to figure out how are we going to go to the Philippines? How are we going to go, you know, how are we going to go present this to them, you know? And I think that this might be for like another time because sure. I, I don't know if we'll get into it. but. Sure. Um, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where just the right things fell into the right place because we were working towards it and our minds were so, so laser focused in on the fact that like, we got to do this. Yeah. The right things just starting to fall into place. Yeah. And we went like, it was like June and we left for the Philippines, August 15th. And we ended up going over there and like, we're trying to figure out how we're going to get a meeting or whatever. We ended up like hitting up the late, like some lady or something with the PBA. And uh, this is an embarrassing part of the story. So we, <laughs> we get a meeting and we're like, cool. So we have the meeting set and we're ready to go. I know for a fact we have these samples, but we don't really have a pitch or like, we're not really like, fully ready for it sure i mean you just kind of went at it but at the same time it's necessary yeah, yeah, yeah like we 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 made the mistake of leaving an hour before the meeting uh-huh and mind you if you've been in the philippines yeah traffic is horrendous <laughs> yeah it's pretty bad so we get in the car uh or we call a taxi or whatever and bro it took us half an hour to go three blocks oh, fuck. and i'm like there's no way we're making this yeah yeah because it's on the other side of town yeah Mind you, we still have to get to like <laughs> we're still like a mile away from where this this traffic ends yeah <clears throat> and so we end up calling we're like hey we're not gonna make it can we reschedule well the philippines had just qualified for the was it the world cup at the time i, I don't know yeah, whatever, whatever it was. So they were leaving the next day. <clears throat> the PBA, uh, the team that they put together, gotcha. she was part of it. Okay. But they left and like, they're like, we're not going to be back to like October. I was like, fuck, <laughs> I think we just missed our chance. Yeah. So we end up like getting off and going to like eat and we're kind of like, like, what are we going to do? And then kinda, it, like at that point, like it was kind of like just a bunch of different things. Like, should we still do it? Should we not? Because then when we got home, it was like, I don't really know if I really want to do it. I don't really know if I want, you know. So we went through that whole phase of like, do we do it or do we not? Do we do it or do we not? Yeah. And then it wasn't until like years ago where I was at O'Day and I was like, man, like I have the right people to do it. I have the right market to promote to. So fuck it. Let's go. Mm. So that's how we bought our first line of stuff. Um, and it just kind of grew from there. It's a really long story, but uh, sure. 
but yeah, like foundation wise, like now it's kind of like, I'm still learning every day. And I've literally took this on myself now because Jen's so busy with real estate that it's like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to make it my own. So, of course, you know, you touched earlier about real estate and we get into that a whole another, it's a whole nother thing. Sure. But yeah, like at, in the, at the midst of the pandemic, it was like, I got to go all in. And so now literally maestro is has like my 100% attention to and like what I'm what I'm doing to really uh, support my family right now. Yeah, you know, is 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 the business. So, you know, if I go back to talking about like the foundation, it's kind of like, you just got to throw yourself in the trenches and be willing to do whatever, take the hits and just you're gonna like, I know for myself, I still fall short to this day. And I think it's funny how you depict me as someone that like grinds, grinds, grinds and uh -huh. makes it sound like I'm pretty successful. But man, like, no, I'm, I'm far from it. But you know, like for me, it's like, it's all a learning experience. And, yeah. you know, it's just like how I take basketball. Like, you know, I just got to continue to just keep pushing forward. And it's, it's a repetition. You just got to keep getting up every day and just keep working at it. And the more and more you do it, sooner or later, we'll be a million dollar company, but who yeah. knows? No. <laughs> No, but do you think Maestro would be as... Because when I think of Maestro, I think it's an extension of you, what it really comes down to. And, you know, I, I think it's such a genuine company because it's like part of it is you're you're able to kind of tailor it towards other people. But really, it's like it's tailored based off what you know and what you're a fan of. And it's kind of like you want to share that to other people. And, you know, that kind of leaves space for people to kind of leave them to talk about their lives and you're kind of using maestro in a way especially now um yeah. i guess my question is do you think it would be as great as and personable as it is now if it wasn't for that missed meeting that's a good question i never thought about that um i don't know i mean obviously we're, we're talking about what ifs but i'm yeah, curious yeah, if yeah. uh i'm curious if you would still have that creativity if you did take that meeting and it went through i mean i I would say it probably be, it would look different because if we did go through, like we talked about, if it did happen, we would end up moving to the Philippines. Wow. That's so pretty that big. Was, yeah. yeah well, that's one thing that would have changed, you know, with, with what we were trying to produce at the time. I, if that's all we stuck to, I don't think it would be where it is right now. Hmm. So I definitely think in a good way or bad way or creative. Way? Um, I think in a creative way, mm -hmm. in a more creative way, because, you know, now it's like you kind of see, because I think at the time it was kind of, I was going off a whim of like, this isn't over there. So yeah. let's see if we can do it and promote it. Now yeah. it's all over the place. And yeah. the crazy thing is that still pisses me off to this day is we came <laughs> up with some stuff yeah. that ended up becoming the first things that were made over there yeah oh, wow. know, like, okay. like we made like uh man like i made this these compression these three-quarter compression pants yeah but they had the built-in uh pads already oh okay and then like a couple years later those came out and then some of the designs <laughs> we did like putting like the the teams on the back of the, the calf or whatever that part like i started seeing that i'm like yeah, oh yeah, yeah. man like yeah it was it was because <laughs> i was like we were on to something i told you <laughs> But yeah, no, it was uh yeah, no, I think I think it was it, it it was definitely for the better because we just also found out how yeah. how shady business was over there. And you know, as much as we wanna like yeah go back to our roots, sometimes it's there's a you know, like there's a reason why you find out why our parents and grandparents left, you know, and it's not what they want us to be around. And it's funny because now sure, for me, it's yeah. like shit, I'm trying to find every reason to go back over to the Philippines for, for basketball. 
know. So, you know, it, it's it's kind of it's crazy. But I yeah. definitely think Maestro yeah. wouldn't be where it is today. And you know, had that meeting gone through, and you know, if we were to work with them, you know, so yeah, I never thought about that though. That's a great question. Um, so kind of gathering what you've learned from Maestro, obviously it's from a owner's standpoint and a creative standpoint, kind of taking the lessons that you've learned or I guess more of rituals. Um, so my question is, do you have any specific habits or rituals that you've done that has brought you success, um, maybe daily, weekly, um, so that those who are listening, maybe they can have more tangible things to kind of take and make their own no definitely i think you know when you go in a business and you're an athlete you you have to change your mindset and especially with with business because if you try to do a clothing brand it's it's definitely going to be a lot of work and so you know you're not going to see the immediate success compared to like you know you show up every day right. for three months you know in especially like let's say for for basketball for example right you go three months of every day showing up and you shoot a hundred free throws, right? By month three, you should be getting a higher percentage, you know what I mean? And seeing a lot of success. Well, with business, it's totally different. You know what I mean? Like you can show up every day and you can be as active and whatever come business wise and do everything that you're supposed to do. But when that third month hit month hits, you may still have hundreds of units left you know, in, in your inventory and you got to figure out why, you know, and, and, and if you're not well versed with what to do, it's easy to just be like, man, fuck this. I don't want to do this. I'm just going to go do something else that I'm better at and can make money. But, you know, I think it's one of those things where for me, I spent a year really educating myself with how to, with, with my mindset, you know, listening to podcasts, reading different books. I'm to the point right now where it's like, literally, I don't really listen to music. All I listen to is podcasts, you know, and I'm reading books of that are relevant. And the thing is like, you know, it's, it's the relevant to me, not like those, you know, people who like go read this guy because he's inspiration. Cause I, I feel like in, inspiration is, is crap, man. You know, like, unless you really like hungry. And I think the best thing you can do is just literally go out there and fall on your face and have to figure it out. Right. Experience is the best lesson if you think about it. Yeah, exactly. And so for me, it's always been, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And if I fall on my face, all right, great. Like I've, I've seen, I've been through worse. I've seen worse. I'm in such a better place compared to other people. So like, fuck it. Like I'm just keep going. And maybe I think that's where that, that grind comes from because it's like, I know if I just keep doing doing things and kind of like analyzing what I'm doing differently, what to do to get better, then somewhere down the line, I'm going to find success. Whether that's like if we make a lot of money or if we impact a bunch of lives. Yeah. Because I think for me right now, you know, I think at the beginning of this pandemic, it was like, man, I want to make, you know, six figures sure. by the end of the year. Then it kind of switched to like, fuck, but I just want to be, so I want to get gain a bunch of followers and just inspire a bunch of people and you know, help the, help other people grow, you know? And that's kind of what we've kind of done the past month of just like reaching out to people yeah. like, Hey, this is our brand. This is what we're doing. And, and, you know, I, I want to help put you on. If you have a business or, you know, someone that has a business, like, let me know. Um, because I think at the end of the day, you know, it's like, it's not so much, I think for me, it's like, it's what you put out, not what you get back in, mm. you know? And I think for me... Intent and everything, yeah. 
Yeah, like for me, like you know, like when I talk to you about your what you're doing and your business, yeah. like you know, like man, just just do it, you know, because like like you said, like I've been there, I've done that. So it's like the worst that can happen is okay, you might lose a, a couple hundred bucks yeah. at the in the grander scheme of things, you know. And I think it's the same thing that I tell everybody who, if you really want to live this life of being an entrepreneur, you got to be all in, and because you can't just put some of your time to it because let's be real people who are working nine to fives by the time the five o'clock hits you're burnt out i have a family at home waiting for me at the end of my five my, my nine to five um on top of that like for me it was like nine to seven because i would have practice so it's like what other time do i have to put towards maestro you know what i mean like so that's why i, I knew i had to go all in with this in order to see that success now you know does that mean it's going to be immediate of course not but it's like you just got to show up every day and have the intent of working towards it you know i think that's what i find fun and kind of like you know lit the fire within me again and kind of be like how do i become successful at this because i've done it at different levels of basketball exactly that's the crazy part about well, it like in a way yeah. like you're taking all those lessons i mean just is kind of recapping it but like you took all those lessons all those you know bad things that have happened defining moments and it's like without learning those things you wouldn't have been approaching my show especially in the same way uh, kind of reiterating what you said earlier like it sounds like you're just promoting to take any opportunity not in a bad way but more of like why not let's try something new because that has obviously brought good things to your life and i and you know add that with a little bit of you know go full force stay true to yourself have the right intentions and you know you never know what good can happen in your life that's what it sounds like yeah no for sure man um and i think that this that's just like what i've i've grown up with you yeah. know like i grew up with you know my grandparents were always saying like you know always give and don't expect anything back it's huge you know yeah, and huge. my mom says the same thing yeah. you know and so it's kind of like i i guess that's kind of been ingrained in me yeah. so like now it's like you know if i could help you out like i i, I don't feel like anybody's competition and yeah. it's just like man like i don't know why we're trying to hide these certain i don't know like what you think may be a secret yeah. <laughs> you know but it's just like man why not put on for somebody else because we're all not selling the same thing yeah you know and so it's like help help people out and i think i saw that a lot with like oh promote small businesses help small businesses but no mother mother um motherfucking businesses were doing yeah. that for real. <laughs> that were small businesses so it was like uh, you're only doing it for people who aren't in the same market as you yeah and it's like one other person yeah. but for me it's like i started maestro mondays and the past two weeks i put on people who are in the same selling the same stuff not the same stuff but yeah. same kind of uh you know marketing market merchandise that i yeah, am yeah. and it's like that's what it's about though you got to help people out because at the end of the day you don't know what they're going through as well right. but you probably made their day better by shouting them out they had no idea yeah, for sure you know like they don't know what you're going to say they didn't know how you're going to expose them but you know at the end of the day like they probably looked at you as competition until yeah. then. and the you know the just the relationships i've made through that and people be like man like that's awesome like we love your brand we're gonna and you know like for me, at first, it started off as like, if I help them, then we're going to get, they'll repost and then we'll get, but then like, it, it's like the conversations I've had with these people are amazing. 
you know, and it's just like they're in the same boat as I am. So it's like if as a community, we're really trying to help each other out. This is what it's about, about putting other people on. I think that throughout my whole life, you know, if we really recap it from what we're talking about, like youth group to basketball teams. to now it's even grander scale of just like big community Seattle. It's been seamless for me, but I haven't even seen it until like I actually just really talked about it with you right now. So it's kind of crazy to think, man. That's fucking dope, though. I, I'm i kind of realizing that, too, because uh, like I just remember you like throughout this conversation, just the focus of building towards basically an organization's mission statement. Call me cheesy, but like you're building your own now and you want everyone on. And I feel that like to a spiritual level, you know what I mean? Like the right intention is definitely there. You know what I mean? It's so clear, like, and it's so genuine because maybe I know you as a person as well, but like you want to lift others up using your business. And that's just another aspect that not everybody can do with their own business. Some people just like selling shit and they're like, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What will really gravitate towards people is like, what's your intention? And I'm hoping that, you know, I'm gonna use this podcast as an example. Like hopefully people can really resonate with that. This is what you've been through. And these aren't the intentions because I think it's so powerful to hear it, you know, one on one with you right now. Like I already knew there was good intentions behind it, but just hearing it, it hits differently. You know what I mean? Like I can't really explain it right now. Oh, yeah. No, I, I hear you, man. There's been some revelations to me just like talking about, about it with you because I think as you know, I think just working people in general, you know, like especially when you get into business for yourself, like you're going to have those low moments. And it's like, you know, when you really think about what you're doing, you know, like I said, at the end of the day, if I just keep that same mindset of like, my show's not all about money. I mean, at the yeah, grandest group, it is, it is when you're support, you know, when you're talking about supporting, but when you're making yes. that impact on someone else's life, that carries so much more value than a dollar, yeah. you know, yeah. Mon- money comes, money goes, you know what I mean? But, yeah. you know, the, the impact you leave on somebody else is amazing. I had someone hit yeah. me up in the Netherlands trying to buy some short. And yeah. I was like, damn, like, you know, tough. and for me, it was like, I literally sat there and talked to him for like 30 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, bro, man, like, it's going to be a hundred bucks. And yeah. I was like, I don't want to sell you these because if I'm being honest with you, like, that's a lot to pay for shipping just to get shorts. Yeah. You know, yeah, the logistics yeah. and everything. Yeah, these yeah. are not one hundred fifty dollars. Like they're not one hundred fifty dollars pair yeah. of shorts. And I would feel like that would kill me inside to think that I did that and, and, and swindled you. Right. And like I just sat there and talked to him, got to know him, and he was like, "Man, you know what? I'm gonna buy those shorts." I was huh. like, "What?" I was like, "Are you sure?" I was like, "Bro, I, was, I don't want you to spend a hundred bucks." He was no, because you know, there's no brands out there like doing that. And right. He was like, "You're the first. Like, I don't know you." I just saw this off a off a paid advertisement, yeah. <laughs> and I clicked on it because it looked filthy. So you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy those shorts because yeah, I you seem like a cool, genuine person, and I want to support your business. And I was like, damn, yeah. like if if I could talk to every single person and customer that does that, like I've done my job. And I think that that's what what Maestro, you know, like it's it's done its job. You know what I mean? Like for me, if we cap out at 700 people, but if I bring value to those 700 people's lives every single day, like that's what it's about. man. and I think that, you know, we get so caught up in, you know, life and, you know, like making money and having to support our families that like at, at times we forget like those just basic necessities of feeling good is literally just right. serving someone else and lifting them up somehow or making them feel better. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And so... Yeah, man, I'm I'm pretty lucky that I get to do do this, and the way that I've shifted during this pandemic has kind of changed my outlook on how I want to run run uh, you know the business. So yeah, 
just a side note off what you just said in a way it's it's more of like they're giving to you as a person because obviously people don't know most business owners like you said but just the fact that you're able to go the extra mile and you know you've learned this before but giving a piece of yourself to these people and they're like oh you're more than a business and if anything it's more respect to you as well as your business which is huge so very very humbling that's no that's really cool to see that you know yeah yeah it's not even the money for this guy like for us we have you know stuff on hand so it's like we're paying for everything you know investing into it so it's like when it sits it's like yeah damn this is kind of hurting but (laughs) you know when when it's like, you know, and we're still at the beginning phases of everything. So it's kind of like, you know, as many people as we can go and yes. impact and touch and just get the, the name out there. Like, you know, that's what it's about right now. And, you know, if we if we continue with what we're doing and the intent is there, I know yeah. like in the in the grander scheme of things, this is going to be something pretty big. And I, I don't say that just because like I'm just, you know, a yeah. business owner and I'm like, oh, yeah, my company. Like, I believe that because I've been doing this for six years and, you know, you can see the light at the yeah. end of the tunnel but it's still far away because you still got a lot of work to do you know but just being able to reflect on this especially i think it's huge because it's like you like i said like the intent is there and you just never know what will happen next but i think it's just great that you had that mentality behind it so it's definitely something to respect so just kind of recapping a couple questions these are very broad feel free to kind of relate it to yourself or you're from a business aspect whatever so what's one life event that you're most thankful for? Um, I mean, I definitely bring it back to, like I said, that breakup, because I feel like that kind of jump started, you know, the passion for coaching. I would have never gotten to coaching if I had not gone through that because it was like I was at a time in my life where I was like, you got to do something productive and you got to fall in love with something that's just going to just take up your time. And so that's what coaching did for me. And I didn't realize like how much, you know, that was going to kind of see me through of like where I'm at now. Um, Because like I said, had I not gone the coaching route, I would not have gone back to school (laughs) and finished. I wouldn't have played over. I wouldn't have played in the Philippines, you know, like, so that kind of like jump started it all. So I think we always see those dark times as bad, but you know, there's always good that comes out of them. You know, when you look back at the grander scheme of things, it's just a matter of, you know, are you going to soak or are you going to make the decision to, to be better the next day? Yeah. You know, and for me, like I said, it took a while, but I'm glad, like, once I figured it out, it was, you know, put my head down and just go, you know, and here I am now with 11 plus years of coaching experience. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> you have a lot under your belt now, which is crazy. Yeah. I'm yeah. kind of going off what you just answered. Um, I think it's really interesting hearing that was the moment because uh, from my perspective, like you're not the same person from that time. Um, and I mean that with all respect and um, because in a way I kind of see that as like your way of rebirth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Like it, it definitely challenged you personally and, you know, in many ways, but it kind of pushed you to, I see as like to push you to become a better version of tone that I see now. You know what I mean? And again, no disrespect to that time in your life, but it's like that has made you into a really, you know, inspiring person. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Of course. It's funny. It's funny hearing that and then going through that because, you know, you don't, you don't ever see, you know, the outside of, of that situation until like you're through it. So, you know, being here, however many years later that was like, and, 
seeing what I've accomplished, like, like I said, if it wasn't for that, like it wouldn't have made me shift and do something different that I yeah. was not the most comfortable doing, but at the same time it was like pushed me out of my comfort zone to really do something that I loved, but just in a different aspect of the game. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so what's one aspect in your life that needs improvement right now? Ooh, time management. Mm. <laughs> Terrible with it. Cause you know, like right now it's like, I'm not really restricted to like waking up at a certain time or going to bed at a certain time. I, I do wake up now earlier than I've ever been. And yeah. I, I can, I can thank Jen for that. Cause she's an early bird. <laughs> she gets up at yeah. like five 30 every morning. And just, yeah. she goes, she just grinds. So I'm up by like six 30, but I think, I just waste a lot of time uh, uh, just doing stupid stuff like whether it's on my phone or being late and not being lazy, but just like <laughs> holding off things to like the last yeah. second, you know, so just being better with time because I think it's something we all struggle with putting stuff off to like the last second. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, it makes it more exciting though. <laughs> Fuck, I love it. I don't know. <laughs> it's a sickness. I think, it I don't does. know. I have that too. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, it does. It does. <laughs> And then uh, my final question here is, if you can kind of recap your whole life journey at this very moment, what's one life lesson or piece of advice that you want to give someone who has maybe gone through similar life events as you? I haven't touched on it, but I will tell you this, which is like the biggest advice I can give somebody who's trying to find themselves. And it's be very careful who you give your loyalty and your time to. Because just because you're loyal and you put all this time towards like trying to bust your ass to get to somewhere, at the end of the day, just remember like if you're not your own boss, you're replaceable. So it doesn't matter what company you work for, uh, what business or whatever you do, like at the end of the day, if you don't run that shit, like they're going to just replace you the next day, you know, the moment you quit. So, you know, if you really love something, you know, stay in it, of course, but you know, if you're, if you're dreading being there or, you know, like you just hate it, like get the fuck out because, you know, you're just wasting your time and somebody else who probably wants to be there just as much as you do. So yeah, uh, I can attest to the, the whole loyalty part and not really experiencing other things when it came to like, like work or just different life things, man. Like, Sure. Uh, don't like be be af don't be afraid to push yourself out of the comfort zone and just do different things. You know. And it sounds like you're saying more of like staying true to yourself, especially for sure. You know. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, some of us are sellouts, but uh, <laughs> nah. But like, if you can't stand yourself, like I totally get what you're saying. Like, if you can't stand yourself because you're, for example, if you're staying in a job that you know is not serving you, you know, it's has nothing to do with what you want to do later in life or something bigger in life. Like, what are you doing to yourself? And also, what I heard out of that was like, again, like your biggest uh, lesson to others is just invest in yourself, man. Like, for sure. what do you have to lose? For sure. Like, man. If you're not on your own team like who else is you know? yeah. no for sure yeah and i think i mean we could talk about this another time but man yeah sure. like you know i spent 10 years working at a job because i just thought like i was loyal to my manager you know who was like one of my really good friends at the end of the day it was like yeah i'm helping him out but how was i helping myself out you know at the hmm. end of it and it was like i you know then you like go out into the world like man i have no experience that's the shit that bit me in the ass so mm. that's what kind of made me realize like you just got to go out and just do different shit and experience stuff and you know the the best experience you can get is just living life without 
feel like you're restricted doing whatever it may be that you feel is hindering your life. Serve your mission, not others. Exactly. Exactly. You couldn't put it anywhere better, man. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening. Shout out to Tone for showing us the power of humble beginnings and how persistence is always key. Again, check out his company at Maestro Athletics and also hit me up on Twitter at hint of underscore lemon. Peace.